Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Welcome to the show. We just watched the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix and Formula One went out with a 2020 finish because that was, I have my race notes. Can y'all see that my camera, my race notes say <laughs> Max wins. That is, that is it. That is literally the only thing that happened during the race. Sergio Perez did have a, a power unit failure and went out of the race, but there really wasn't a whole lot going on in that race, but. Hey, and nobody crashed on the first lap. Nobody crashed on the first lap. <laughs> Uh, this is John Massengill. That was Les Kaiser. We have Jonathan Green with us. And we, we also have Jonathan Green with us. And we are excited to be on the air because this is our final Formula One post-race show of the season. And look, let's start. Uh, the disappointing finish has nothing to do with the great season that 2020 turned out to be because we didn't know what to expect when the season began. And we've had some great racing, new venues, new drivers, lots of crazy stuff happening. Happening. So we're uh, we're excited to be here and and excited to uh, to bring this to you. And we've had a uh, we had our, on the pre-show we had some young drivers and we got another young driver joining us and in just a minute or two and Kyle Kirkwood is going to join us and we also have a great interview if we say so ourselves with Pietro Fittipaldi that we did on Friday and man has he has he looked good or what guys? Yeah, he's the deal. I I I I I, I can't overestimate just how well he's done um he didn't race this year he hasn't raced for i know two years almost he hasn't raced in forever and the fact that he stepped in that car and has just been a, a click off of kevin magnuson for the whole both weekends jonathan i wanted to ask you so reserved driver such as pietro who, who spends most of his life it feels like on the uh on the simulators are they prohibited from competing in anything else or what's the What's that situation? No, no, he no, he can he can race in a series. In fact, he's planning on racing in Indy next year. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's nothing stopping a driver from racing in a series as long as it is not on the same tracks as Formula One. In other words, he, he, you know, um, that's why Formula Two and so on and so forth. He, he's he's more than welcome to to do any of the above. So uh, yeah, um, I I can see him. He, he's unlikely. He's just come up a different route. He's more. 
more likely to do indie. And he said that in our interview that he's more likely to do indie. So yeah, interesting. He's done some indie already. The weird thing is he's done. He he won the three point five by Renault, which is what Vettel won and Ricardo. Uh, and so on came through. So he's come come through that way. Um, but he's also done um, Super Formula in um, in Japan, um, and he's also done uh, Asian F3. So he's he he's had some interesting experience. Hmm. Well, let me run down. Max Verstappen goes from pole to win. Uh, I don't know how much they even showed Max of the race because uh, it was he was out in front of Botas. I think Botas was in five within five seconds for a while there, and uh, so it was. Verstappen, Botas, Hamilton, Albon, Norris, and Sainz. That's a big story we'll talk about in five and six. Daniel Ricciardo, Pierre Gasly, Esteban Ocon, Lance Stroll, Daniel Kvyat, Kimi Raikkonen, uh, Charles Leclerc, uh, Sebastian Vettel, George Russell, Giovinazzi, Latifi, Magnussen, and Fittipaldi, and then Perez not finishing the race. Uh, but Max looked great in qualifying and did a good job managing the race today to win. And But I think the biggest story from today's race is Sergio Perez going out and Lance Stroll finishing 10th, but giving the third place in the Constructors' Championship to McLaren because Norris finished 5th and signed 6th. That is big, particularly on this day that they announced the equity partners uh, that they are the U.S. equity partners. What do you think, Jonathan? That's a big deal for McLaren. It's a huge deal. Uh, I mean, considering where they've been for the last four years, they've been out in the in the cold, as you know. Um, it was a bit of a joke uh, with Honda, who who have also come good um, for their partner now, uh, Red Bull. But um, yeah, McLaren were in a mess a few years ago, and to see them back up at the sharp end. Is is really good for the future. Look at McLaren's lineup for next year. Um, look at this new announcement today. Um, American investment. Um, that's uh, all these things are really positive. Um, and you know, I, I think McLaren is the team to watch next year. Uh, I think Red Bull today have proved that they now uh, will go away to the winter, going okay. We can take on Mercedes. There's not a lot of development to be done next year. So we're now starting to see a four car race at the front if not a six car if McLaren join it um, simply because they're, they're, they're getting there too yeah no doubt well this is a big big deal we talked about in the pre-race show but this company MSP Sports Capital an American company is investing uh, I think it's almost 200 million dollars and they're taking a 15% equity stake initially and this grows to 33% so Jonathan man we talked about it last night when we heard this news is that this is such a huge deal for Americans. We got an American owner of the series. We've got the Williams team owned by fully by an American investment firm. And now McLaren, I mean, it just goes on and on getting more and more American involvement. Well, American and Canadian, um, the, the North American involvement of in this sport now is huge. Um, and, 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 and it's interesting, you know, we, we were all elated when Haas signed a new five-year deal. But the truth is, um, it's almost immaterial um, because uh, it's almost half an American sport now. I, you know, uh, in terms of, let's do the analogy with NFL, half the franchises are owned by America. Yeah. And, you know, think about 
about that phone call? Because you remember, we had Gunther on several times, and he said every time he, before the, the announcement that Haas was going to continue for another five years, he said, you know, Gene's not for sure. And so what if Gene's thinking about leaving the sport after five years? You know, he achieved his goal. He said his goal was to bring the brand of Haas Automation more global. But what if he's about to leave the sport and Chase Carey says, hang on a minute, there's some discussions going on that, you know, that could bring some excitement, bring some more money, uh, most importantly, into the sport. And, you know, maybe who knows how that went down. But that's just such a cool story for us as American F1 fans. Well, also, John, you're seeing the the model of Formula One, the business model of Formula One changing literally, not overnight, but not far off in terms of what it used to be um, compared to what it is. And what I mean by that is you're now seeing investment companies um, buying stakes in these in these Formula One teams, whereas before it was one man, one investor, one team, and the TV revenue was was king, which it still is. But it's a very different model. Uh, the Racing Point stroke Williams stroke now um, Haas and um, McLaren. So um, I think that's worth the analysis is to see how Formula one as a business is changing yeah and you know i wonder if these guys are just number one these guys are investment bankers essentially in both cases williams and in mclaren and they're after one thing and that's profits you know i mean yeah i mean it's there's probably some enthusiasm there but what i'm wondering is are they expecting the 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 uh the, the sport globally to grow or are they expecting it to grow in the united states which there's you know it's been the holy grail of a formula one that's been missing for forever to, to get to grow the fan base because it's still a very niche sport in the united states so uh, you know I, I i don't think honestly i don't think these uh financial moves have anything to do with the eyeballs so to speak i.e the growth of the sport i just think it, 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 it's the way that investors now are looking at the prospect of formula one um as an investment and and that's it's the return on it you know it's the it's the old stories roi it's the return on investment ROI in terms of what the what money is available now with the salad crap cap I think it makes a, a, a it, there's some easy equations to make with investment versus return yeah I'm thinking maybe those guys are going okay it let's this is going to be a little more level playing field or you're going to have more opportunities for these smaller teams and the sport's going to get more competitive and more eyeballs which does mean more money so uh, all the above and well look guys we have a uh we have a fantastic young american race driver on the phone and hey. we're going to bring him on now mr kyle kirkwood welcome back to speed city hey john how you doing good kyle how's it going buddy doing great just uh sitting here in sunny florida watch that race uh obviously like you guys said it wasn't the most exciting especially after the past couple weekends um but you know i think everyone's just kind of ready to get 2020 over with i know uh i know i am i know everyone on the indycar side is um and i'm sure they're ready too so um even though it's anticlimactic it was uh i'm sure everyone's glad to get it over with and i'm just so glad to see uh max getting back on top um after it's been such a dominant few years with uh with mercedes yeah no doubt hey hey 
Kyle, we we know who you are. You've been on the show before. I know you are, but I've hung out with you and uh, I've watched you race. Why don't you tell our audience uh, nationally um, what you're up to and the exciting news for next year, which is Indy Lights. So tell, tell, tell me what you've been up to and how you got to this point. Well, I mean, this year has been very tough for, for everybody, um, not only myself. And I've had to improvise in a few different ways. And I was originally supposed to run Indy Lights with Andretti. Uh, we did our, all the testing. We got completely prepared, showed up at St. Petersburg, did the first practice, and then they cut everybody off and said, hey, look, no, we can't do this event. Um, so that was pretty heartbreaking for me, especially when it was a pretty crucial year for me to move into IndyCar or what should have been IndyCar in, in 21. So I've had to I've had to improvise a little bit um, this year. And by doing so, I drove the, uh, the Lexus DT3 car and both uh, the Petit Le Mans and the Sebring 12-hour, which went quite well for myself um it neither one of the of the events uh ended well for us but um i we had a good showing we we're really quick we were up at the top a few times and um it was fantastic and then also uh, i was doing uh, a handful of lmp3 races which we won at the beginning of the year and i set a few few new track records so um obviously not something i'm used to considering my entire background so an open wheel i've had to jump into these bigger heavier sports cars and get acclimated to it, especially with endurance racing and pit stops strategies and stuff like that um and also driver changes which obviously in a pokemon car you're never going to do that um but no it, it's going to be next year that everything's just been on a hiatus for the 2020 season and the indy lights and um, i'm looking forward to getting things rolling again in in 21 with uh with andretti and indy lights in the 28 car and it seems like a really big team Andretti have put together for Indy Lights next year. Yeah. Well, it, it, they always have four cars. Um, like, uh, I guess last year they didn't, but usually they always run four cars in the Indy Lights. Um, I think uh, they're still waiting to announce one driver. We'll, ha- we'll have those four cars filled. But currently, it's Stefan DiFrancesco, who I'm sure you know, ran a bunch of FIA F3 stuff yep. um, and has been in Europe for a while, and he's, he's making that transition back over. I think a lot of drivers over in Europe are, are, are a little bit um, more keen on on running IndyCar now, especially with the, the way everything's mixing up in, in F1 and how much money it's starting to cost um, to even find a seat. So, um, and you can still make it into IndyCar with like myself with, with zero budget and have the scholarship and actually get noticed and, and make it somewhere. So um, it's, it's kind of cool. There's a bunch, you know, of, a bunch of younger drivers Kyle, that I grew me, up with that are, that are coming over here. Kyle, let me stop you there simply because we really are focusing on the young drivers this weekend and obviously we've been watching Pietro Fittipaldi whose whose own run to Formula One isn't it, it, you know isn't the isn't the sort of natural route um but just you mentioned something there and I've, I've known your career uh, you you've done it despite the odds and what I mean by that is you don't have Mazapan money um to go racing uh but you've done it on sheer guile and and results and the scholarship right, programs right. um have have allowed you effectively to keep going so tell our audience a little bit about how how you've got to where you are uh, i mean i've i've had multiple scholarships um since since i was even in karting in 2012 aj allmendinger picked me up who was a nascar driver at the time um and ran me through karting for an entire season i got a skip ball skip harbor scholarship um another scholarship to get into a usf car uh usf 2000 car for the first time um and the only the only thing I've had to piece together minus the scholarship was my first year in USF 2000. And if it wasn't 
wasn't for me winning as many races and getting the prize money back to to um to keep going then i w- i wouldn't have finished the season it was all it was all just on those wins which i believe it was 10 or 11 i think it was 11 no sorry it was 12 out of 14 wins in 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 that season and it's a little prize money that they give you and now i was able to keep going but then after that i've just gotten scholarships um each time and also you saw me in the f3 car that was part of a scholarship deal um after after my f4 season so there's uh i'm, I'm very fortunate for those and it's re- it's really cool to see over here in the u.s they do, they do a lot of that well kyle you have had just meteoric rise i mean you're 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 blast through f4 and f3 and indie indie lights i mean indie 2000 it's just been amazing and we've just uh been excited to, to have you on every time but uh well hey guys we do need to take a quick break and when we come back we'll have more with kyle kirkwood and uh let me get out the phone number 512-643-5483 give us a call we got mike holding we'll get to you as well mike you're listening to speed city back after these messages as a rider you know what you like the power the feel the ride when it comes to gear you know what keeps you safe Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers, the best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin, online at DucatiAustin.com. At Circle Brewing, the belief is less is more when it comes to brewing a better beer. You won't find any chemicals or additives, only water, malt, hops, and yeast, and absolutely nothing else. Just simple ingredients and outstanding taste. It's German purity with Texas ingenuity. Find the brews on tap all over town in your favorite store or drop by the tap room at 2340 West Breaker Lane. Open Thursday and Friday nights and weekends. Log on to circlebrewing.com. Circle Brewing Company, born, bred, and brewed in Texas. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? Better 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Austin's Talk, 1370. Hello to everyone, this is Gunther Steiner, this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to the show. We have a great race car driver, Kyle Kirkwood, on the phone, and we're going to get right back to Kyle, but I want to get our caller who called in. We got Mike. Mike, welcome to Speed City. Where are you calling from, Mike? Uh, just outside of Nashville. Nashville. Well, your voice sounds familiar. Are you, you're the, are you the Corvette hauler guy? That's me. That's me. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, uh, you got a race coming. You got a race coming to your town. <laughs> yes. And I Carl Kirkwood's so going to be coming to racing that. with you. Probably. I am really excited about that. I've been looking every week to find when tickets go on sale. All right. Good. Well, what's on your mind, Mike? Get yourself. Get you- Well, yeah, go ahead. I thought that, I thought that the, uh, producers, Spent a lot of time at the back of the race for Max being his first pole and out front at the beginning. They did start to show it a little later, but there was some good overtaking with the DRS going on. But that was a, it was kind of a boring race. Yeah, it, it's you know you do you hate, it's a shame that Max is winning his only his second race of the season and we don't get to see him that much. But it really wasn't much to watch up there. But but there was some good overtaking, wasn't there? Right. Yeah, I have to agree. Again, you know, I, I'm just excited to to have someone in America talking this show. <laughs> there you go. Well, I, I was a little slow to fall, to find you guys this year, but I'm locked in now. I'm even looking at you on Facebook. I parked the truck. <laughs> well, that boy. Well, I'm sorry you have to look at us, but uh so, so you you're in a you're in a, some lab, you're in a you're in a parking stop somewhere in in North Carolina, huh? No, actually I uh, uh I pulled in a hotel last night. I'm hung up outside of uh of uh, Nashville. I'm going to go up to Bowling Green, put another load of C8s on tomorrow. Fair enough. Man. I love the fact that you 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 I love the fact that you're trucking the the greatest car that America's produced in the last few years. Well, I, I, it, 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 does, it is a pride thing. You get a little more respect on the highway than the average, you know, sonic hauler. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. If you, if I saw the truckload of C8s, I'd be slowing down for sure. Well, Mike, we've, we finally in Trans Am, we've, we've now got a homologation for the C8 next year. So we'll see some C8s Yay. in Trans Am next year. That, that's great. It's kind of sad. As you were talking, you got different divisions now. We want to start talking IMSA, but, uh, when you're a four team uh, or a four car series, it's hard to not place on the podium, isn't it? <laughs> Very true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love what you guys do. I really, I just get excited to talk about F1 and uh, maybe I can make it back down to Austin to see another race. I did see one. So uh, enjoyed that. It was good to see Alonzo with his old Renault out uh, putting some quick pounds in with slick tires. Yep. Yeah, no doubt. And he'll be in action again tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Uh, you guys, stay safe, have fun, keep doing what you do. All right. Thanks, Mike. We appreciate you calling. That's right. That's right. And hey, Mike, it's not over. It's the end of one season, but uh, Speed City keeps on going year round. Uh, find us right here where you're watching and listening to us now. We'll- 
All right, thanks, Mike. All right, well, let's get back to Kyle Kirkwood, Kyle, and um, you know, you you talk about the excitement for next season, and um, I'm guessing he'll be racing at Nashville, don't you think? It's it's up in the air. Um, I'm not I'm not sure exactly what is happening. I haven't heard anything from from IndyCar on that side, but I've heard from a couple other drivers that Indy Lights might be going to Nashville. Which hmm. I was I was actually talking to Patricia Ward about it yesterday or the day before, and we were like, hey, "You're going to be going over that bridge both ways." ways um as the two straights and they're they're very very long straights for for being on a road course um and we're thinking to ourselves like man this is either going to be the best race in the world or it could be a disaster we're not we're not <laughs> but that's what that's the way that we were thinking about it but um no if, if that's going to be on the schedule i'm going to be really really excited because i love street course racing we already have st pete detroit and toronto on the schedule and to add that into it i would love it because in karting you're always close to walls and stuff um so that's something i'm well, Carl, give us your take. Um, obviously, you watch motor racing uh, as a driver yourself. Um, what have you seen this year in Formula One, um, especially uh, with the news now off the back with McLaren getting uh, more American investment? We've now got Williams, McLaren, Haas. Uh, you could also consider Racing Point. Um, but there's a there's a, a big a big difference now in Formula One than there was probably when you started racing. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of it, um, I don't really understand the business side. Of, of F1 um, as as well as I, maybe I should, um, but it's definitely changed a lot ever since I, I was really young. And what what I've taken from this year, I've, I, I'm glad to see a few of the younger guys that, that I've grown grown up with, uh, Carding like uh, like Pietro, get a shot. And I, un, unfortunately, so, under the so circumstances, you used to race against that, him. That yeah, we well he's he used to live in Miami, and it used All to right, be yeah. me me Oliver Askew, um, Latif. He actually used to be there as well for most of those races. Uh, Stroll was there. Pato was there. Uh, it, it was a, a lot of guys that are in F1 and IndyCar used to used to all come out of karting here in South Florida. That's pretty cool, man. Um, that's a that's a star-studded cool. karting lineup, isn't it? Man, that's cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and we all used to race against each other, and we all grew up kind of the same same route in Rotax karting. And um, yeah, it's, 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 so uh, come on, then, Kyle. Who's see, the best? I'm, who's the best? Out of, I'm, I'm not going to say anything on that. I like to think I. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> hey, you know what's funny is that we talk about you know guys at the highest levels, and Kyle, you you got to be right in that mix. Is if somebody were to say who's the best talent, you have to be. I mean, you your successes and in, in every series you've been in have just been incredible, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah I mean, I I, I, tr- I try to be humble. Um, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I've grown up with like like all, like all those guys. I, I'd like to think that I'm kind of at the same level as, as they are as as I was in karting. Um, but I haven't raced against them in so many years. So I, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not really sure until, until maybe I get a shot to to go back after it again. You know, against them. Well, talk, talking of shots, what is what is your? I mean, your progress obviously is is phenomenal. But what what is your what is your hope? Um, I'm guessing IndyCar, right at this point. Yeah, you know, you know, it's uh, a lot. Like I was talking about earlier, a lot, a lot of the younger drivers are coming, looking at this, and um, it's starting to be way more intriguing. And I know. For the 22, 22 season, which is kind of my time frame for getting into IndyCar, that it's going to shake up a lot with um, with some of the with the older drivers, a lot of younger drivers coming in, more drivers coming from Europe. Um, so it's going to be, I think, a good position for me to kind of make that transition from lights into IndyCar and hopefully have um, a long term commitment with them uh, with with one of the teams there. So that's that's kind of my my goal at the moment is looking towards IndyCar in 22 and getting through 20. 
2021 with with Indy Lights. And, you know, I think about the popularity of Indy. It just seems to be getting more and more popular. And uh, you're saying drivers from Europe and things like that. So I think it's getting harder and harder to get an IndyCar seat. I, I, I honestly think you got everything it takes to get there. But don't you agree it's probably getting harder to get an IndyCar? It is because, uh, like I said, a lot, a lot of the drivers that are coming over from Europe, they're, they're, they're bringing good money. And they're also very good drivers as well. You know, they're, they're, at, they're at the top tier racing in Europe. And um, teams over here, they, they have to look at them hard, just, just like Polo, um, bringing, bringing Polo in to, to coin. He's, he's done a phenomenal job. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's making it tougher in that sense. But I've also got a ton of experience on all the tracks here. I know all the teams. I know a lot of the sponsors here. So I already have kind of an edge um, over them. But they, they, there are some really good drivers coming from Europe to, to make their way into IndyCar, I think, in the next couple of years. All right. Well, Kyle, can you hold on? we got to do another quick two-minute break. And we will, we will come back more with Kyle Kirk. We'll talk a little Formula One. And we got a caller on the line. We'll get him on as well. You listen to Speed City. And we'll be back after a quick break. When you're looking for traditional Tex-Mex, look no further than an Austin favorite, one in a million. Serving original family recipes since 1980 and located just minutes from downtown at 2300 East Cesar Chavez, one in a million has your Tex-Mex fix every day of the week from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Breakfast is served all day. Homemade migas, enchiladas, and menudo. And try the Don Juan taco. Some say it's big enough to feed a family of four. One in a million. Online at oneinamillion.com. Motivation USA, catering to the sport bike enthusiast looking for truly unique parts and accessories. Stand out from the crowd. Motivation is the exclusive North American distributor for SC Project MotoGP inspired exhausts and the largest Rizoma retailer in the United States. Get the best parts from around the world at the best prices with fast shipping and a knowledgeable staff ready to help. Shop online 24 7 at motivationusa.com. That's motivationusa.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Austin's Talk 1370. Hi guys, this is Greg Astley and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. We have a caller on the line and I'm very excited to hear from this gentleman because he's a huge McLaren fan. Andy P, welcome back to Speed City. Good morning, guys, and happy P3. Wow. <laughs> Constructors, man, that is such a that is such a great story, isn't it, Andy? And with the with where McLaren was and where they are now, P3 in the Constructors Championship and winning it for the season. But I gotta talk before we go into that, Andy, I want to ask you, I'm assuming this is you that's part of this consortium. You've put, you've opened your checkbook and you bought into McLaren. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. <laughs> Definitely. We are talking um, to the investor. I, I had to send this to a group chat earlier, and it was a, a, a gif of uh, uh, Loki from uh, with, with his finger over his mouth, so <laughs> I'll never tell. <laughs> uh, Andy, uh, we, had, we had Kyle Kirkwood on the line as well. Fantastic race driver. But, um, I, I, you know, just talk about your enthusiasm for what's happened with McLaren. It's just amazing, really, in the last couple of seasons. I mean, you contrast this with where they were even five years ago, and it looked like such a chasm yeah. of, you know, of what they were going to have to do to, to even get to be respectable again. I, I can't say enough about the leadership of Zach Brown, um, that he has restructured that team. He's gotten all of the people he's wanted to get over time. It hasn't come, you know, easily. They've had to wait. They've had to wait for other contracts and stuff to, to, to go out. But you, you see the pieces coming together, and it is so exciting to see this team get back to kind of where it belongs. Um, and hopefully, you know, it's going to just continue to springboard from here. Now now they have the big gap. Now it's, you know, the, the top two are still, you know, very, very clear of the rest of the field. But, uh, you know, with the new rules, new Mercedes engines coming in, it, it's just so exciting to watch um, the development of it. It's really, it's really fun. Yeah, totally. Totally agree, and uh, I just I'm I'm I think I'm so excited for next year. You know, we we, we didn't know what we're going to get this year, and it turned out great. But next year we have so many things happening, and uh, I'm I'm just really looking forward to it. But well, Andy, hey man, thanks thanks for calling. We really appreciate you tuning in and calling in. And I was really hoping you would because I knew, when I saw the McLaren had wrapped up the championship, <laughs> you were the first person I thought of, honestly. <laughs> Well, thanks, guys. It's, it's been a pleasure listening out to you guys all year. Thank you for doing everything that you do. Um, you know, I know it's, it's it's tough sometimes when the races are at four in the morning to be <laughs> up and be full of energy. So, um, yeah, th- thanks again. And uh, here's here's 2021 and, and, and all the good things moving forward. And, and the Coda lineup in 21 is stacked. Yes. W Series and F3. So get your tickets. Just a shameless plug because i love to see that pack. Uh, I know. Pack. I will be there. All right, Andy. Well, hey. We'll, we'll see you when you get here to Austin. Sounds good, guys. Take care, Andy.
Yeah, man, W Series coming, and uh, I, I'm very and much F3. looking. F3. Yep, and F3. Well, uh, I, I think I think Kyle I should, uh, should 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 uh, get a, an F3 entry into Coda just for fun. What do you think, Kyle? Uh, I would definitely do it. No <laughs> doubt about that. I, mean, I, I love doing that race. It's it's phenomenal. I know both years are yeah, both years when I, when I was there in F4, and then when I was there in in um in F3. There's so many fans there just for those two events. That's that. By, I mean, those, us driving on that track with the amount of fans that are around is bigger than an IndyCar event. Um, so that was, that was incredible both years. Hey, let me ask you this, Kyle. Do you think that the exposure you got, I always thought, man, this is such fantastic exposure. Do you think that that exposure helped your career? Oh, it's massive. It is absolutely massive. You know, I when I got back to Florida, people recognized me and they're like, oh, you were you were racing at, at the Austin race. Yeah, I was just out there watching watching F1 because there's a lot of F1 fans down here and, and stuff. Florida um it it was huge exposure for me and winning both of those was was massive oh yeah it's one it's such a fantastic when they had it there with f1 this year f3 f4 is going to be this the following weekend uh i mean f4 excuse me because they're going to have the the w series but i'm looking forward to that man i'm really excited to see the w series you know we had jamie Mm -hmm. chadwick on the show and she was really impressive kyle and I, i you know she she's obviously fast and impressive. Have you followed the W Series? Yeah, you know I, know, I know there's a lot of very, very good drivers in that. I know Sabre Cook quite well. I actually saw her just a couple of weeks ago. She was down here. Um, and uh, it's it's going to be phenomenal. There's such a big group, and there's great racing in that. And they, they were like like the, um, the Indy Light season where they had to go on a hiatus. So, um, no, that will be awesome to watch them actually start making it overseas and turn it into a massive championship. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, again, speaking of exposure, I think that the W Series being at all the Formula One races next year, I think I say all, they're going to be, all of their races are going to be at Formula One events. So that's got to be huge for that series. It will be. It will be. Just, just I mean, just the one race in F3 there at, at Coda is what makes the whole year. So them doing it at every single F1 event, kind of like a like FIA F3 or F, F2 for that matter, it's, it's going to be big for them. Hey, Kyle, um, obviously Indy Lights had a year off this year because of COVID and because of, well, just because of life, I guess. Um, but that's also made it quite interesting because you've now got, we had a few guys coming down to, to, to Formula 3, and I say down, but, you know, uh, joining F3 uh, or, or Formula Regional this year. What's the what's the composition of Indy Lights next year? Who are you going to be racing against and who do you know uh, as former, um, you know, uh, uh, rivals uh you know there's not really rivals i wouldn't say one one driver who i've grown up kind of racing against is uh is um is stingray rob he's he's always yep. came up through through all the ranks and um he won the pro mazda cha- or sorry the indy pro 2000 championship this past year um after uh, the season after me sorry sorry this year actually Sorry, I'm so I'm so confused with with the years now. Um, Linus <laughs> Lundqvist is going to be Linus Lundqvist is going to be phenomenal. Uh, he's he's obviously dominated in the Formula Regional Championship, Formula Regional Americas, and um, I've never raced against him, but I've only heard good things. And he, he's a he comes from over in Europe, which obviously is a lot of top tier drivers over there. So I'm I'm looking forward to having some really good competition. Well, Kyle Kirkwood, we've got to let you go. We uh, we we got an interview with. Uh... Uh, Fittipaldi with uh, Pietro Fittipaldi. We've got a place. So we got to let you go. But we want to stay in touch with you in the offseason. Our regular Sunday night show is going to continue on. So we want to get you back on when you 
you know, get things really solidified for next year and get you back on. But thank you so much for coming on, man. That sounds good. Thank you, guys. All right. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. All thank right. We'll be, we'll be back after a quick break with our interview with Pietro Fittipaldi. Winding Road Racing is your first and best choice for all the essentials for a great weekend at the track. We're racers, and we love helping racers. With a full selection of racing gear in stock, get geared up with all the safety equipment needed to meet all the latest Snell FIA and SFI regulations. Outfit your car with a comprehensive lineup of racing necessities, and when you need to find a few more tents, turn to data acquisition systems from AIM Sports, V-Box, and others. Austin-based with shops in California, Georgia, and Kentucky, the source for all your racing needs. Winding Road Racing, windingroadracing.com. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Talk 1370, the right choice. Hi, this is Gene Haas, and this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Well, I hope Gene Haas and Gunther Steiner are taking a long look at how well Pietro Fittipaldi did. They obviously know that all the maturity and all the intangibles are there with this guy, but he held his own jumping in the car. He hasn't had much time in that car and had much much time racing at all. And we caught up with him on uh, on Friday afternoon, and um, and we've got this interview with him. And we're really hoping that this that he I really hope that he could end up on the team. I'll just be blunt. I'm I know that Mazepin has got money, but I'd love to see it. So let's play this interview we did with Pietro. We caught up with him on Friday. Okay, Speed City fans, we are very excited to have one of the Haas F1 drivers, and very excited to have you back on the show, Pietro Fittipaldi. Welcome back to Speed City. Thank you, John. Yeah, it's a pleasure being back here. Last time we spoke, it was earlier in the year, much earlier in the season. So uh, it's cool to be back. 
Hey, Petro, yeah. Pietro, uh, fantastic stuff. Uh, your debut, first and foremost, how how um, how sore were you afterwards, and how pleased were you, given your time out of the car, how well you did over eighty-seven laps? Yeah, I mean, the the, the day that I, that the pain was the worst, like that I was most sore, was after Friday. So Saturday morning, I woke up, my neck was extremely sore, lower back, my legs, because it had been. Um, a year since I've driven the car, the Formula One car, and nine months since I hadn't driven anything. So it had been a long time. <clears throat> and I uh, woke up Saturday, I had to take some 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 painkillers, you know, like a, a ibuprofen or, or whatever, just to kind of uh, help the pain a little bit. Then I went through Saturday, it was fine. I woke up Sunday morning uh, with, you know, less sore. And then I went through the race fine, to be honest. Like I physically, I was good throughout the race. And I woke up on Monday and I, I wasn't I wasn't that sore. So I think it was more just after the first day. Um, it was like a shock to my body. But then my body just uh, started getting used to it. Well, Pietro, I was watching your lap times and I, I pulled them up and I was really impressed because in FP1, you were about a full second behind KMAG. And then FP2, you were down to about six tenths down. And then FP3, you were three tenths and you were getting better and better throughout the weekend. And what ended up in the race four and a half seconds after eight. 87 lap was at five hundredths of a second per lap. I mean, you've got to be ecstatic with your performance. I know you, the team was. I heard some of the team radio, and everybody was just over the top excited how well you did. Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a good week, and I came into it with the mentality to take it step by step, um, kind of raise the volume up until you know qualifying. Qualifying, I had a I had a penalty, um, which was going to put us you know starting last anyways in the race. Um, so the team asked if I could help Kevin. Uh, told him throughout the lap to try to get him a Q2, and it was the right call, obviously, since I was starting last. Um, but then, yeah, in the race, we, we had very good pace. Um, for sure, there was that safety car at the end, um, you know, that, that brought us all together. But the, the actual pace, like, throughout the race, as you said, like, lap by lap, if you, if you, if you compare, um, Kevin's a great driver. He's a great reference. He's been with the car, driving this car for four years, I believe. And, um, yeah, we were, we were on pace, and uh, I was happy about that. And I'm looking to make a, a step forward here, especially in racing aspects. I can run, running in dirty air, running in traffic. That's definitely where I can really make a step forward now having some experience. I was going to say, uh, what what is it particularly that you've not struggled with, but um, that you want to take into this weekend? And, and it's sad that uh, Roman isn't obviously going to race, but it's an opportunity for you um, to move forward again. Um, is there one particular aspect, whether it be like driving in dirty air or pit stops or, or even just, just just the, the mental approach is there anything that you're trying to head to tomorrow going right that's what i want to work on yeah um you know make a step forward is um running in traffic because in, in practice and in, in all the testing i did with us you never really have um you never really have the opportunity to run in traffic because you always want to get clean air um in in practice i mean you might get one car in front of you and you can stay behind for two three laps and see how it is but in the race you have a lot of cars all around you so that makes the air you know very makes a lot of turbulence a lot of dirty air and each racing car that you drive it has a different characteristics you know uh, running in traffic so i was only able to to see how the car handled um in that situation in the race so that's how I was, I was getting better with it throughout the the race that's where somewhere kevin somewhere kevin is very good at and i'm uh you know learning off of him i've been watching some of his onboards and some of the other drivers to see what they do with the car when they're running in traffic. Because, you know, start of the race, I was behind Kimi, and I think our pace was a little bit better, so I was trying to overtake him, and I was, but I just couldn't get the same exit as him. Every time I would get close to him, you know, I'd lose the rear of the car, 
um, when I get close to the breaking, it would just kind of, you know, start locking up. So I was just looking at the different ways that, uh, that drivers follow. Um, and that's where I think in this weekend I can make a, a step forward. Hey, Pietro, I want to ask you, because you've had some time on the track at Abu Dhabi before. So you feel, are you going to feel like a lot more comfortable because now you've been in the car, you've, you know, in a race situation, you've had a lot more interaction with the team, but having raced on Abu Dhabi before or tested there before, uh, you got to feel more comfortable going into this weekend. Yeah, I mean, just in general, everything's a bit more uh, calm, I would say. <clears throat> I was calm going into my first, uh, you know, first race weekend in F1, but um, I had a lot of things I had to memorize before the race and before the weekend started. So I was really using these days, you know, like last week, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, just really working with the engineers and trying to get everything uh, soaked in my brain before the weekend started. And uh, this weekend, I'm, this week, I'm able to kind of relax, be a little bit more relaxed and enjoy these days, um, you know, before the race. Obviously, I'm, I'm working a lot on the things that I can improve, but um, it, it's a lot of... It's a lot calmer, I'd say, and it helps that I've, I've driven here in the past. Pietro, just tell the American fans who might not be aware, uh, just just the sheer fact of getting to your super license was one heck of a task for you in the last two years, uh, which involved driving in different championships, getting over an injury. It was touch and go. Uh, so just to be there, it must be so pleasing and to be able to, you know, to qualify, as it were. Tell us about that story. Yeah, because, you know, the, form, uh, the FIA put this uh, super license um, system in place a couple of years ago. Um, but you know, my, my sponsors kind of took me down the, the Renault championships route and, you know, for the FIA, they, they didn't give those points, uh, those championships enough points in, in my opinion. And, uh, after I won the world series championship, I had won 35 points, but I was missing five. And, uh, you know, I, my career, I've been able to race a lot of different things. And sometimes it wasn't by, you know, pure choice. It was just the opportunities I had. Um, but you know, I had those missing five points and the only way you can get those points is by racing a full championship, a series that qualifies for points. Each series, you know, give a certain amount of points, but you have to, it depends on your, your standing. So you can't do a one-off race and, and gain points. You need to do a full championship to gain those five points. When I was racing IndyCar, it was a part-time program. Um, you know, I was, I was supposed to race Super Formula full season in 2018, but I broke my legs. Um, so it was a lot of, uh, adversity we had to fight but we finally got the got the super license points and um and then you know the opportunity came for my debut wasn't in the best way uh but thankfully roman after the accident uh he's you know very lucky and we're all very thankful that he walked away with only burns in his hands because it could have been a lot more serious but um yeah like i said it was i had to fight a lot of adversity just to get to formula one and um and then we're here now so it's difficult to get to formula one these days uh it's very difficult and uh you know my my career hasn't been uh, you know a perfect line of f4 f3 f2 um, i've been racing you know with the things that 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 were presented to me the opportunities i had i've won races and championships on ovals um i've raced a bunch of different cars and i'm racing formula one you know that was my next question you know jonathan said the american fans we are going to claim you also you were born in miami i know you're you know under the Brazilian flag, but we're going to claim you. And I know you were born in Miami. You had spent some time in uh, North Carolina and, and uh, spent some time in NASCAR. But you got to have a lot of fans and friends in America still. Yeah, for sure. My, you know, I was born and raised in Miami when I was 14 from karting. I started racing late models. So middle, I started racing late models in 2011. And I was racing a lot at Hickory Motor Speedway in North Carolina. 
and our team, We Fall Racing, was was based in North Carolina, and I was leading the championship towards the end. And um, my family decided to move to North Carolina because NASCAR was the path I was going to take because I was, you know, winning the late model championship, which I ended up winning at the end of 2011. And my family moved to North Carolina, and um, they've been there ever since. And uh, then in 2013, I got the opportunity to come to Europe, and, and my career took a different path. But, you know, my parents still live in North Carolina. After the race here in uh, Abu Dhabi on Monday, I'm flying back on the same flight as Gunther, because he lives in North Carolina. I'm, I'm flying back home and spending Christmas and uh, New Year's with the family in the, in the States. You know, this is just, you're talking about your super license struggle. Your path to Formula One, no one could have scripted this. This is completely different from anybody. You know, it's not the F4, F3, F2, and it's just, it's really cool that you've got this great path. But Jonathan, I know you have one more question. Yeah, I do. Uh, Forget what Gunter says. Forget what Gene says. I want to know, after you stepped out of the car, what the great Emo had to say, what Christian had to say, and what Max Pappas had to say. Because you've got some pleasing to do amongst the royalty of racing. Yeah, I mean... uh... You know, I, I spoke to my whole family after the race, obviously beforehand too. They were they were all very happy. Um, but you know, Christian and and Max, I mean, uh, they've been giving me a lot of advice. Um, you know, for my first race weekend. But but Max, my my uncle in particular, he was because um, in F1 they have a system in F1 TV where you can watch um, every car's onboard in yep. every session. So Max, uh, you know, he, he works with William Byron in, in NASCAR as a driver coach and advisor. Yeah. I wouldn't say driver coach, but as an advisor. And he's, he's very good at what he does. And um, he was going, you know, throughout the whole race weekend. Um, you know, after I've had the meetings with the teams, I'd go back to the hotel and I'd have a call with him. And we were going through, through everything uh, together. He would send me the notes he would do. Because I'd be in the same session and he'd be looking at um, videos from Kevin or from like a, a car that's kind of similar competitiveness as us and uh, and sending me kind of the things he saw or they, what they were doing differently and how I could improve. And after the race, he sent me a full report, <laughs> uh, especially on race traffic stuff, how I can improve. So he's been helping me tremendously. And uh, it's cool to have a family that, that has, you know, so much history in racing and uh, for sure it helps without a doubt. Oh, no question. That's a great. I mean, that really is because, like I said, I'm no kidding aside. Um, they really can help as a support and backup. And you kind of need that because, I mean, Formula One, even though you're prepared and even though you've dreamed about it, I mean, I, I've seen young kids get into Formula One. And it, it, there's a lot of people talking to you and a lot of pressure. And you suddenly realize what you've got of the whole of those 40, 50, 60 people, both in Europe and in, and in North Carolina, all behind you. And, and you, you've got your hands on the wheel. So it's a big responsibility responsibility no it is it is definitely and it's you know racing in all um, stages of racing like it can be karting it can be formula one any racing the principles are the same but obviously when you get to formula one the stage is a lot bigger the pressure is higher i wouldn't even say the pressure is higher because you, you always put pressure on yourself to to do well in anything you you do you know but i would say uh definitely yeah the, it's the same principles just with a much bigger uh, team, a lot more people, a lot more input, and in a lot more detail. So well, hey, drop, want, go ahead, John. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, you've got to be, we talked about how you're being calm coming in this weekend because you, you've had this under your belt, but but what specifically about this circuit this weekend are you, you know, are you thinking, running through in your mind, thinking, I know you talked about racing and traffic, but what about the circuit itself? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a higher down for track, but I mean that, you know, they're calling the other Bahrain track, the outer circuit an oval, but I've raced on ovals, it's definitely not an oval. Um, but yeah, it was a track where there's a lot of straights, 
um, less corners, so overtaking was a much bigger possibility. Here it's going to be a lot more difficult to overtake, higher downforce track, more corners. Um, so it's gonna, it, it's a, it's a different, um, it's a different approach over here. Um, so it's gonna be interesting how the, how the weekend goes. Um, you know, you have a, a track where the, the in qualifying the, the tire only lasts one lap, not even a lap. When you get to the third sector, you already your rear tires are already overheated, and that's something you have to manage and uh, with the team for qualifying and especially in the race. So it's a, it's a different track. It's, it's a different approach. So it's gonna be interesting. Pietro, obviously this is this has come out of the blue for you, um, but you know that's what motor racing is all about. You take your opportunity when you get it. What about uh, the test after Abu Dhabi? Will you be part of that? And what are the plans for your future now? Now that you've got, we'll have two 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 runs. Yeah, in the test in Abu Dhabi, you know, unfortunately the team, unfortunately for me, you know, the team had already decided on the two drivers for next year. Um, I for sure want to, you know, get a race track full season in Formula One. That's my dream, my goal. I'm already really grateful to, to the team, to Gunther and, and Gene for the opportunity of doing these two races. Uh, so for the test, they're, they're going to, I think the team is going to have uh, one of their drive, race drivers for next year doing it. Um, but for, for next year, I mean, um, you know, there isn't a race seat available in Formula One, but I like to keep my foot in it. And I like to do it with Haas if, uh, if the opportunity is there as reserve driver. But my priority is to be racing next year. And if I could pick the ideal situation, I'd be racing in IndyCar and as well keeping a foot in, in Formula One with, with Haas. That would be the ideal situation. And have you spoken to some teams or are, are you looking at that? Or is that something you have to wait until on Monday before you can even think about? No, yeah, we've been speaking to some teams. Um, we've been speaking and, uh, you know, things are, 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 are moving forward. Um, it's not finalized yet, but... Uh, we're definitely speaking to to some teams in, in IndyCar. Yeah, true. You the way you stepped into the car. You know, I think about Hulkenberg how he stepped in. You know, that one morning he was sitting there eating breakfast, and and but the way that you stepped in with way less experience and as good as you did. I mean, honestly, I was rooting for you, but I'm kind of stunned how well you did. And I think that a lot of people are thinking the same thing. Not that I didn't think you could, but the fact that you just literally were thrown into it. Yeah, at least you had you know a few days notice, but the fact that you just got thrown in and did that well. I, I'm I'm just so happy for you. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, we, we were lucky because it wasn't like a Thursday call-up. So, yeah. uh, you know, Gunther told me on Monday that I was I was racing. So I had all those days beforehand to prepare. And the team did a did a great job to to get me, you know, as prepared as they as they can be. If the team wasn't good at getting a driver ready, then I definitely wouldn't have been as prepared. So the engineers did a great job. The mechanics, you know, everyone from the team, from marketing to team management, you know, they took me through everything. And uh, that's why I think I had as much, uh, you know, as that's why I think I was prepared as, as I could be, you know. And at the end, as a reserve driver, you always got to be prepared for an opportunity, you know. So uh, it's uh, the thing, you know, when preparation meets opportunity and uh, um, good things happen. So I, uh, I always got to be prepared. And when the opportunity presents itself, you got you to gotta make sure you're ready. Pietro, we're going to let you go, but I got one. I got one more question for you. I yeah. hope you don't mind. But when we spoke to Gunter, I, I kind of sort of sold your brother as well because I said you do get a twofer, right? And so, just as Wilson and Emo did it back in the day, you and Enzo are doing it. Um, you, you know, I mean, are you going to get him on board? Help you out? Yeah, that'd be, hey, the dream is to have him as my teammate. <laughs> that be a head of uh, brotherly uh, competitiveness, like spirit. There, I think uh, we have to speak to Gunther and Gene. Maybe have uh, the two Filipaldi brothers racing for house. That that that'd be a dream. 
<laughs> uh, well, Pietro, we, we really are excited and appreciate you coming on. So keep your head down. I love your maturity. Stay off social media and maybe an <laughs> opportunity will pop up for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. I will uh, keep working here, keep focused, and uh, yeah, we'll have a good weekend. You know, we are going to keep our eye on Pietro Fittipaldi no matter what happens and try to get him back on the show. He is so fantastic. And I, I'm what a great kid. I know. And I would love it if he can end up on the Haas team. But hey, guys, uh, I, you know how I don't like to miss anybody who's tweeting at us. And some, Paul Bryan, he's, we've interacted with him quite a bit on Twitter, but he said, what you're missing in your post-race comments about the business discussion we were having is that until a broad-based global gambling platform can be established in F1, it'll never grow as the NFL, NBA, and others did. He said that can't happen until more teams are competitive at the front. And I agree with him for sure about the competitive. And the gambling, you know, there's there there was that, that the gambling platform that was discussed and but I agree. Unfortunately, that's big a part of big sports, and he's probably right. So, uh, well, we are just about out of time. Uh, we got about a minute and a half left, Jonathan. And Les, uh, we've had a great season on SiriusXM and uh, doing Formula One again and for our third year and looking forward to next year, getting excited about it. And, of course, our Sunday night show, every Sunday night, you can go to our website, speedcitybroadcast.com, and find out how to listen to that. We'll be continuing through the off season. We want to thank all of our guests this year, all of our listeners, everybody. It's been a great Formula One season. And uh, any comments from you guys before we shut her down? Yeah, well done to Formula One. Um, hats off to put on a season in the middle of a, a, a global pandemic. Um, they did it, uh, and they did it well, uh, and they did it responsibly. Yep. Absolutely. I'm going to second everything you just said. Uh, the other is, uh, I'm already looking to 21. I want to see these other tracks coming on board. I want to, you know, go to Zanfort. I want to, I want to see all of that come into action and uh, see the new names on new teams uh, getting juggled around. The whole deck has been juggled, juggled now. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Good season, and we'll talk to you next Sunday. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law.